This episode of Star Wars and Character is made possible by the generosity of our Patreon supporters. To learn how you can help support the show and have the opportunity to pick a future character for an upcoming episode of Star Wars and Character, please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash neozaz. Droopy McCool is not his given name. His, his, his real name... How bad is his real name got to be if he changes it to Droopy? This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about Droopy McCool. Is that Snoopy with the sunglasses? <laughs> yeah. What was he called? Joe Cool. Joe Cool. Okay, I remember that. Now was that like an actual? Was that Snoopy being him, or was that like another character? No, that wasn't his homeless brother with the hat in the in the, in the <laughs> yeah. hobo bin, uh, bindle. That guy, yeah, I remember. Yeah, he, what was his name? What's his name? I don't know. Now I gotta look it up. That hold everything. <laughs> Stop everything. All right, man. Are you actually googling Snoopy's homeless Snoopy's brother? <laughs> and there he is with the little with the, with the uh, I was gonna say Fu Manchu mustache, but I'll say it's the Mosa Ep mustache. He was a beatnik. What's his name? Spike. Spike. Dumbass. Yeah, Spike. Yep. Spike. I remember that. Now, Droopy McCool is when he wore like the blind person glasses. Yeah, and he, he even he even <laughs> Droopy Joe Cool. Just so you knew he was cool, he had a t-shirt, I think, that said Joe Cool. Yes, just in case there was any question who he was. Yeah. It's like he wearing was... a t-shirt that says, I am in disguise. <laughs> Coming soon. Penis, penis in character. Pe- penis in character. Originally, penis Spike in... lived with coyotes, but they treated him badly, so he moved out. And he moved somewhere close to the city of Needles, California, where he lives by himself with a cactus for company. However, he sometimes leaves Needles to visit Snoopy. I remember Needles, too, now. What? Needles what? is a Sounds city. Like is that the town that yeah. they're in? Yeah. Needles? Yep. I didn't know they were in a certain place. Apparently. Well, Spike is. Hmm. That stuff. Today, what? we're talking about Spike on Peanuts in Character. <laughs> Drew McCool appears in Return of the Jedi only. Right, Dave? As far as I know. Okay. Best part of the show is coming right now. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Don't laugh. <laughs> you can laugh. If you want. Stop there's so many rules of Chris's names. Don't talk during them and don't laugh and don't make fun of them. It's like, he's like Kanye West. Don't look at me. Don't talk to anybody I know. Yeah. Don't talk ever. <laughs> My name is Katonic Chris. Kalonic? <laughs> <laughs> Snoopy's got seven siblings. <laughs> That's the one this is crazy. Snoopy's and his like mother that. only had six teeth, so one of them died. <laughs> oh. That was Spike. That's why he looked so malnourished. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get a teat. Spike's all strung out on heroin. <laughs> I like what Tim says. It says teat. <laughs> teat. Today I'm joined by eight once a month Matt. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. To my left is Curdo Dave. Uh-huh. And last but not least, I have Snit Tim. Snit Tim. <laughs> you got all those from the first paragraph of 
That's about it. Well, eight once a month, but down the road. But yeah, down the road. Kurt or Dave? Yes. Give some facts about Joe McCool. Go, Mister Kurt. Joe McCool. <laughs> Mister Kurt. Before I get started, what are, what are your impressions? Before I tell you anything about the one and only Droopy McCool, and if you're not sure who Droopy McCool is, he's the cross between a manatee and a naked mole rat that plays. Say- that's my impression, thanks to you saying that earlier in an episode, Naked Mole Rat. <laughs> he does look like a Naked Mole Rat. When, that plays when like- I look at the, um, when I look at this picture on Wikipedia or Wikipedia, the first thing that pops into my head is just people of Walmart. Oh. <laughs> what? Yeah, you know the website People of Walmart is basically pictures of ridiculously obese people wearing Nothing. Less clothes than they probably should be wearing. That's what I kind of see here. It kind of looks like something you would see on people of Walmart, you know. I'd, and usually I'd, struggling I'd, to reach something from a rascal when if they would just get their fat asses off the rascal, they could grab it. <laughs> yeah. And he's I got have, a little bit of camel toe there. I have to think there too that this character I always thought of course, you know, they're all fake, yes. But this one really looked like just like a guy in a big fat costume. Look really like like rubbery and really not. The whole Max Rebo band looked pretty artificial, especially when they did the special edition. But yeah, they they uh, they didn't they didn't like these uh, costumes very well. Yeah, I do have to agree with that. As much as I love the costumes over CGI, which is said many times, these these do you can almost picture how the costumes split in half and how the person got in them. And yeah, I, yeah. I noticed that from like the, from the initial viewing decades ago. Yeah, it just it looks like the Michelin tire man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, it's a muffin top. <laughs> top of the muffin to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not top of the muffin to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Well, like Chris said, the he is he is from the planet Curdo three. And his species is a Kitunak. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit about, I did some research on the, the race of alien because some of the stuff does come and in. And these guys came in last. <laughs> they live on a, de- Kirdo 3 is a desert planet, a lot like Tatooine. And there are some things about these aliens that are sort of interesting. They have two pairs of lungs, which maybe why he's so good at playing this instrument that air, yeah. yeah like they this species can hold their breath for four hours jesus <laughs> because how do- often does this come up I don't know. <laughs> every species- time java farts because there's no airflow in that palace <laughs> he did resort to he doesn't even need to resort to inward singing to to keep a continuous note I just invented inward singing. <laughs> they are as- cage. I need you. <laughs> cage, or I want you. Cage, come here. I need you. <laughs> they are slow on purpose, very much like sloths. And sometimes they do it to annoy people if they can. They like to take their time. They're never in a hurry. And what? if they see that someone is <laughs> is getting angry and annoyed by it, they'll move slower he, on purpose. He's. Moving pretty good, shaking back and forth, playing that whatever he's playing though. And see, he's doing the truffle shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, like my it, mama I, told me to get something for dinner. 
It reminds me of when you drive slower when someone is tailgating. There's a bunch you. of McCools in this town. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my new when I, when I drive by, instead of going, move it, asshole, I'll go, move it, Drippy McCool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get your reference. <laughs> yeah. I'm, let's stop like, did you get that? Did you get it? No, listen to Swick, dickhead. <laughs> yeah. here's, a, here's a USB drive. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it at his head. Here. Yeah. Smell this. Give that back when you're done. We only have so many. Here's my home address. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Chris's. Go send him a letter. <laughs> I got a bunch of this. <laughs> you got a pair of panties today. I did, Dave. Oh. Right over here. Wow. Extra large. Yeah, they're extra large. Guess what? I'm, I'm going to try them on. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Please, please do. Didn't even need to guess that. <laughs> now, these Ketonax release a vanilla smelling smell. Oh, that's a good smell. Oh, I wish I smelled mm. like that, especially after yeah. a race. Yeah. They uh, they only eat once a month, which Chris has brought up. Once a month, Matt. <laughs> and they their feet they have like those big three toed feet uh, because they live in the desert and it's often harsh. They stand out. They really kind of just they're nomads. They stand out in the middle of the desert like penguins, I guess. And not that penguins stand in the desert, but. <laughs> Sitting <laughs> in the desert, going, where the fuck did all the snow go? <laughs> yeah, and they anchor they anchor these feet into the ground, and they just lean into the wind. That's all they for. How do. long? Or as long as the wind's blowing. Damn, because they're big and and they can they can. She's pick. like the wind. <laughs> God rest his soul. <laughs> they also have a sense of smell in their feet. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> Which they use to dig. They they kind of put their feet over the sand and they smell with their feet and then they'll dig into the feet, into the sand with their feet to get like bugs and stuff. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the, because of the sand and the blowing sand, they can seal up all of their orifices, like their nose and their eyes and things like I that. I could do that once in a while. What, seal up your orifices? Yeah. I could seal that. <laughs> oh. He's constantly being hey. invaded. You ever see the human centipede? <laughs> Feed her. You will be the one in the middle. I was in the front. Now it only rains <clears throat> once every ten years on this planet, Southern California. <laughs> and the the once every ten years thing is is also time for the mating ritual to begin. So they, so they, far, far, yeah. <laughs> only once every ten years. Sounds like being married. They're all they, they had all all at once. They're DTF. <laughs> I like the sound effect. <laughs> so the you know, like the rain will come and and they'll doesn't be, do anything that will. Oh, jeez! And everyone else will too. The rain comes and fills up like these like swales, and they dive underneath the water. And when they come out of the water, they have newborns. Sometimes you tell me this shit. I think you're just making it up. <laughs> like gremlins. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> You would think, well, they have like a short gestation period. Like they, they kind of, they bone, they, they dive into the, the water, they the baby. But really what has happened is the baby was conceived 10 years earlier at the last rainstorm. And they carry what? it 10 years? 10 years. So it's born after the, at the next rain. So they, 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 they consummate. Wait ten years, dive in the water, baby's born. Ten year gestation. Period. I want this as one of those new so, Star Wars movies that comes out. <laughs> one of those analogy ones. One of those yeah. what? One of those analogies. 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 Anthology. Anthology. Yeah. I thought you said analogy earlier. No, 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 no. 
<laughs> Star right, Wars is to movies as Chris is to <laughs> trivia. Oh, I'm sorry. They only get it right half the time. <laughs> I got the last one right. You were all dicks about it, except Matt. Thank you. I was like, wait a minute now. Come I'm on. like, Matt, you guys were, you knew what I was saying, but just to be dicks, no point for Chris. Go on, Dave. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and their god, their deity is the cosmic egg, which they worship. Like Mork. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nanu, Nanu. Dead Dubber. <laughs> so. <laughs> that, uh, um, Droopy McCool is not his given name. His, his his real name. How bad is his real name got to be if he changes it to Droopy? <laughs> <laughs> his real name is a series of whistles and clicks that only his species can understand. It reminds me of the scene in Splash. I was just going to say that. <laughs> so in the vein of Prince, his real name being is, is unpronounceable. He comes up with, instead of a symbol, the name Snit, which is what Chris used for Tim. It did. So for the first part of his story, he's known as Snit. 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 Right. Several uh, Snit. His home planet, there's this plant called a Chindikalu plant. <laughs> and it happens. I don't know why I laughed at Chris laughing, but that made me laugh. <laughs> no, just hearing, hearing Dave say that made me laugh. It happens to look just like a clarinet, which he pulls out and plays, you know, like Benny Goodman. So I was thinking, uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name? No. Uh, oh, shit. The guy from... Uh, Xanadu. <laughs> the fuck was his name? Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire. Thank you. That guy. Yeah, that that little known guy. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> uh, so the that horn that you see him playing, it's not like an instrument that somebody made. That's like he crafted that out of some plan on his home planet. His story no, starts. He got that at a yard sale at San Mateo High School. <laughs> he bought it from Band sale. Bought it from Woody Allen. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this thing smells. <laughs> oh. Like a relative. Oh. It's one yeah. time at Woody Allen's house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Woody Allen camp. <laughs> His story starts out as a slave. He's got a sad life. I mean, he's, he's bought as a slave by a singer named Ivar Orbus. Of Ooh. Ivar Orbus and his galactic jizz whalers. Eek, ock, oop, op, orp. That's the name of the band. Yes. Eep, op, orc, ah, ah. Bang, bang. <laughs> so did Ivar did Orbus is the lead singer, and Max Rebo and Sice Noodles are also in this band. It remind, this, this band story reminds me of how you hear a lot of bands come together. It's like, you know, like there was an original band, and a couple of the people were in the band, and they made their own band kind of thing. So I think that's where this came from. Pete Best and the Beatles. There you go. Cy Snoodles and and Snit become very close. His species was patient, and she did a lot of complaining, apparently. So she would bellyache all day to him for hours and hours, and he was a good listener, so he would just listen to her, and they became really good friends. She thought it was his calm presence that kept the band together. Just picture she thought he was listening, but he's so slow, he was actually running away. <laughs> <laughs> picture his response like Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber. No, and I don't care. <laughs> Orbis, the band leader, uh, lands a gig. This is a, this is a big moment in their lives. Lands a gig to play at Chalman's Cantina. But as they're getting there, they're cut off by Figrin Dan and the modal notes. Oh, geez. <laughs> Dicks. Who are like... Basically, gonna throw down like this is their turf. 
the two bands fight. That's great. And Orbis is killed oh by, my God. by figuring Dan in the modal nose. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. Like an actual battle of the bands. Snit and Anchor Drew- team assemble. That's what it was. <laughs> it was basically a fight. That's what it was. I mean, can you I I would like to see this. Like the two bands, two bands. Alley and they all throw down. And this the guy, Kinks and the Turtles never got along in London. They have like you know, guitars and violins and drumsticks, probably just using all the yeah, other fucking instruments. Exactly. This is kind of cool. Kill the see clue Tech Moore screaming, holding an Omni box over his head, like Steve Carell and <laughs> Anchorman. <laughs> well, the rest of the band, meaning Snit and Max and Psy, just take off. They run away. And soon after, Cy Snoodles gives him the stage name Droopy McCool. Oh, what a bitch. Because he's so cool. Uh-huh. Droopy. Droopy's <laughs> not an insult. Yeah. yeah. Droopy, she doesn't she, she just ignores that. Just, hey, just, that means you're a fat. <laughs> he's like, your your name is Libby McBitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> the band officially becomes the Max Rebo band and are discovered. By one of Jabba's talent scouts. Oh, boy. Apparently on an episode of Tatooine's Got Talent. <laughs> <laughs> You're no, going to Anchorhead. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, the Jabba has talent scouts that find the band. He, he, gets, he gives them an audition, and they nail it. And they land a life contract at Jabba's palace. That's a long time. <laughs> in return for food. Food. That's it. They yep. only eat once a month, so it's like shit. Does me no good. So, yeah, right. He got ripped off. Yeah. So he, of all of them, he eats one. He gets paid once a month. Size noodles and Drew McCool think it's a bad idea, but Max Rebo is a bad businessman. He accepts the deal. He's probably hungry. Droopy's screwed. And this is probably the same deal that Wayne Newton has in Vegas. Like, just feed him once a month, and he and he does it. So uh, he he basically will forever be a slave. Getting paid once a month in food. In food. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 sorry. That's that's, that's sad. <laughs> he gold bricks. They ain't gonna make a profit on that. <laughs> he is the one that is known as the mysterious one in the band, mainly because he only talks to size noodles, and that, that I mean that happens in in bands. It's like the Beatles. Like he's the cute one. He's, he's the slash of the band. Yeah, like he's the Jimmy, he's the Jimmy Page, like the magic man. Like he's doing whatever up there, and everyone thinks he's mysterious. Really, he's just quiet. The band is on the sail barge and slow, but they jump off. What? How does it now? All of a sudden, he can he's speedy. <laughs> he, he can't move that fast. Jump off. I saw. I saw no one running away from that thing except for the skiff with Han and everybody on it. There right. was no one in the sand running away. Much well, bullshit. According to this, the band is on the silverage and they jump off well, and shit goes down. In fairness, we only see the we we're, they shoot the uh, shot of the Java skiff from the left side. So if they're running away from it behind it, we wouldn't see them running. There you run, go. Away, run away! Run away! Run away! Back door, you know? Really, Cy Snoodles and Droopy McCool jump off. Max Rebo wants to stay because he doesn't think they should abandon their gig, and they're just like screw you, and they leave, and Max Rebo accidentally gets bumped off of the barge. <laughs> Whoopsies. So he wasn't even going to leave. Now, earlier on, he had been told by a Gamorrean guard that other Kitonaks were known to have lived out on the Dune Sea. 
So after they jump off, Cy Snoodles wants to keep the band together and try and get another gig at that Lady Valerians who we, she comes up every once in a while. She's like Jabba's main competition or something. But Droopy says that he could hear the other Kittenecks out on the Dune Sea and wanders out into the desert, never to be seen again. Oh. Now, some moisture farmers Moisteners. tell <laughs> Moisteners. The- Moisteners. Of hearing flute music in the night, <laughs> and they that that is it's Dave Cause out there. <laughs> is it the solo from Locomotive Breath? <laughs> they have they have uh, this the legend of Droopy McCool is if you listen closely in the night. Legends are fun. This is Droopy McCool in the tent. He's like he's like Glenn Miller. You know, he just leaves and disappears and never gets to his gets to where he was going. No one knows what really what happened. Well, he's out there still in the desert with the other Kitchenecks, waiting for it to rain. I guess another ten years. When the rain comes, Droopy raises his head. (laughs) Sorry, and 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 lots of Beatles references in this episode. That's right. Well, we're talking about bands and stuff. That's true, and that's the story. The only Maxwell Silver, <laughs> Mickle Silver Hammer. I, I got nothing. Oh. The only backstory of this character is that he was supposedly played by Deep Roy. In supposedly, did you? You guys met Deep Roy, right? We did, Tim. Huh? Just, just, just recently. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Very nice little guy. <laughs> little guy. And yeah, we we wanted Chris and I wanted to get a picture standing like behind him with him in front of us, and he's like, "No, no, no, take a seat, take a seat." I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. So Chris, we have this very weird posed photo with Deep, just sort of he's just sort of standing there with his arm with his hands on our shoulders, and we're just like, "Eh." Yeah, <laughs> yeah you guys put that very, on Facebook. Very, during very, very nice, very, very polite. He was he was kind of my. my uh, a little bit of my Star Wars white whale for a little while. He he would he was doing conventions everywhere around, except any convention that I was going to. He was at every convention except for the one that I wanted to go to. What kind of name is Deep? Indian. Yeah, I think he's yeah. I think he's either Indian or Paki or something like that. Did he have pictures of like Droopy McCool to sign and Yoda from? Like, I believe so. His actual like, name mm-hmm. is is uh, Gordeep. Yeah, he goes deep by short. I see on IMDb. Oh, okay. So you could get you just got your poster signed, but you could Correct. get a picture like the pictures of Yoda was at that picture of Yoda when he's like walking, because that's when he is in Empire Strikes Back, right? Yeah, yeah. The the scene of Yoda walking off in the distance to come, come, or, where, yeah. or whatever he's saying when he's walking ah. away. That's that's actually Deep Roy. I th- I think he's I think he's down on his like hands and knees kind of doing I've seen I think in the making of Empire Strikes Back there is a photo of him in the outfit and it's it looks kind of bizarre. But uh but yeah, there's that one shot of him as as Yoda. I don't remember if he had a Yoda picture, honestly. I know he had there were a couple deep uh a couple Droopy McCool ones, but I can't remember if he had if there was a Yoda one for him there. I've said this before and I'll say it again every time his name comes up. I loved him in Nice Down and Down. He would, he <laughs> yeah, cursed so much in that it was always so funny. Yep, and and Kenny, Kenny McBride would curse back at. Yep. They would have just whole conversations of them cursing yep. at each other. Hey, fuck you, man! 
<laughs> it was so good. And he was dangerous. Yep. <laughs> he was like scary. He was nice to us. He was like very him. nice. Yeah. And for those who don't know who Deep Roy is, he he's best known as all of the Oompa Loompas in the Tim Burton um Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Did he have those to sign and like did he have never ending story stuff? That's oh, right, that. yeah. That other stuff. I remember. I think. No, not a groupie. At the Star Wars convention, they only have they only have Star Wars related, and sometimes Indiana Jones stuff. But uh, I would I would assume if you were to go to him at like a Wizard World or a, some other convention, that he would have a full array of uh, photos available with all of his prominent roles. Is that the case at all of these like Star Wars only conventions? Like they're only allowed to sign like Star Wars stuff. I think if you bring something, yeah, something say, yeah. it must they, they they must be allowed to because Christy had Mike Quinn sign her Muppet Blu-ray, but he didn't have any Muppets no. things there. No, so like say you guys like I know Tim loves Treat Williams and he's an Empire Strikes Back, and Treat Williams shows up at the at the Star Wars convention. You can't get he he doesn't have any substitute pictures there to sign. Probably not. He, he yeah, he won't have substitute photos. He'll yeah. just have really. He'll just have his empire. Yeah, it was it was the same thing with uh, Ratzenberger. He there were like no Pixar or anything. It was just three or four pictures of Major Durlin were available. But yeah, you could bring your own stuff and have stuff. I saw one guy brought like his. It was, it was, uh, when we were when we were in line for the dude from uh, the guy with the uh, the beard and mustache that, that that also worked with the Muppets. I'm blanking on his name right now. But uh, there were a lot of people that had stacks of things like Muppet related and Henson related things that mm. he was signing. Yeah. That's interesting. I kind of thought maybe these guys would just, I guess, because it's a Star Wars convention. And it's, it's always sponsored by like a certain official picks or some kind of people that they supply all the yeah. photos. Mostly. Yeah, I was going to say, if, they're, if, they're, if those photos are supplied, which I don't know how that works, but if they are, it would make perfect sense that they're going to have a fun, somewhat narrow focus that they don't have to you know, produce a billion different pictures for each guy. Well, that's all I got. I mean, there were action figures. It was an original Kenner action figure that yeah. came in that set, and uh, there's been one since. But uh, as far as Droopy McCool goes, that's all I got. I like Dave. Droopy. Droopy. Yeah, I do. He, he was always like the one, of the, one of the good ones, like one of the good figures back in the you know, <laughs> I love that set. He was... It's a great set, but his figure was so useless because everything on him was molded in a way that you could like move his hands up and down and his legs maybe a little bit. But I mean, he was pretty much an unplayable character for the most part. Yeah, that was that's kind of like a uh, was it a, a double edged sword? Because you're right, you're absolutely right. I mean, it didn't do anything except have the hands molded that could hold the clarinet thing. But then on the other hand, it looked exactly like him but because yeah. it looked exactly like him you couldn't do anything with it it's like just a circular <laughs> argument he's the wonderful statues if i was a professional flute player i would have this figure with me at all times yeah i would change your stage name <laughs> yes to droopy <laughs> droopy mccris that'd be me now it's time for some droopy feedback 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 that means Yep, we're going back to iTunes because iTunes is is speeding ahead on email. So without the without uh, that getting too far 
ahead of us. I'll I'll catch up some now. So here's a review from a user called Jedi James Thirty Two. Says, "Come for the Wikipedia synopsis, stay for the banter." I love all five of these people. Got to include Christy. Every episode is a gem. The worse the character, the better the talk. Keep it up. Well, thank you, Jedi James. Thank uh, you. Next one is from Plum Plum Rudder. I guess that's how you say it. Plum Rudder says best show ever period after each word and then it says best show ever that is all that's the review <laughs> nice thank you nice and concise uh next one is Are from we better than the nightly news yes yes uh, that is all uh jess jess avery i'm not sure if that's one word or two words but I, that's I'm pronouncing it. it says scale of one to 10 U 15. And then the review says, I've been listening to the show since before C4 in LA. This show makes a bad day. Great. The banter is comical and enjoyable, enjoyable. Keep it up. And I look forward to many more. And I'll do one more. This is from a JJ Rayson. says podcasts don't come any better. Podcasts don't come any better than Swick. Constantly funny, constantly entertaining, and always top quality. Best Star Wars podcast around. Well, thank you, JJ Rayson and everybody else. And there's there's more than that, but we'll save them for the next recording. And thanks to everyone that's been sending feedback. You can certainly do it through iTunes, through a review, or you can go to neozaz.com and fill out the form as well the contact form that's where we get the emails from that we've been reading and uh we've been having a blast doing feedback this is this has been a lot of fun so thank you for that and then last but not least the random patreon supporter of the week is scott cherry hey we all know scott we all no three of us got to meet scott at balls for all he is the host of barbarian the barbarian rage podcast and he's one of our was one of our first Patreon supporters and one of the people that really encouraged us to start Patreon. He had was hmm. I, I mentioned before when we started Patreon, I had several people saying, "Why don't you have a Patreon? I'd help out." And he was well, amongst those. So his influence on that as well has made this possible, and his contribution helps a lot as everyone's does. So thank you, Scott, and thanks to everyone that's participated. And check out Barbarian Rage as well. We've uh, have I've been on the show a couple of times? Has anyone else been on? I don't remember. I have not. No, not yet. Not no. Me. Okay, I'm sure it's just a matter of time then. But uh, I've been on a couple of times. It's always been fun. It's in my usual download list. So it's at uh, Bar- just search "Barbarian Rage" on iTunes. It's easy to find. And that cool. is all I got. Thank you, everybody. He had an awesome hey. sticker at the ball. <laughs> <laughs> that I can. That's a memory I will never forget. What was it, Chris? It was a sticker of it's a, a small lady, little hole. Ladies, <laughs> like a, like a little, it's little, an exhaust little. port. Was it an exhaust yeah. port? It was not, but I knew what you meant. <laughs> On <laughs> oh, happy birthday to Bryce, he asked us to say happy birthday. Oh, he did. I missed oh, that. I'm sorry. Did. Oh, happy birthday, happy Bryce. Happy birthday to Bryce. To Bryce, you sound very nice. <laughs> it's all. a little hole, just two meters wide. And it's called an exhaust port. The hole they shot in. Oh, no, you didn't, Chris. Whatever. You, you never said it. If I lose by a point, in my mind, I win. <laughs> <laughs> in your mind, you win. Just do it. Yeah, that's all that matters. This is Star Wars artist Kevin Lyle from NorseLegion.com, a wretched hive of scum and Star Wars jewelry. All right, Dave. You want to know the scores? Please. Well, Matt and I, Dave, are in the lead with six. 
then Tim with five, and then Chris five. with four. Uh, yeah. That's all right. You could have five, but you have four. Give me a question that I'm going to get right, but you go going to say I didn't get it wrong. Go. <laughs> Stop lumping me in with everybody. Oh, shit. Not Sorry. us. It's Kevin that gets the question. Son of a bitch. Forgive me, man. All right, who's up first? Chris? Chris. Yeah. Number 26. 26. Chase Utley. At the Battle of Yavin, who was Red 3? Red 3, standing with me. <laughs> Not a movie. At the Battle of Yavin, who was Red 3? Damn it. At the Battle of Yavin, who was Red 3? <laughs> I heard you. At the Battle of Yavin, we have this person. who was Red 3? And he actually signed the poster, Red 3. And we've done an episode on him. I want to say, Garrick Hagen, I want to say, um... Biggs. Hello, is that your answer? Yes. Okay. We usually say when I want to, you you come up with a second choice that you think it might be. Okay. But it might be Garvin Drees. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say it's the guy in the X-wing outfit with the mustache. And the on his face. Biggs, Biggs, please. Final answer. The answer is Biggs Darklighter. There you go. Although you didn't say Darklighter. We don't know who you meant. Yeah. yeah. I meant Big Smith. Oh. And you only used one G in your bigs, so. <laughs> I'm going to get it right. Nice job. Nice Thank job. Thank you very much. All right. Great job. Who's up now, Dave? Yes. All right. Dave, you got 32. You Carl. We'll spew. Good. <laughs> All right. 32. What is Walrus Man's actual name? Honda Baba. Next. <laughs> Dave Jay just dropped the mic. <laughs> that was mic drop. The answer is Ponga Baba. There we go. All right. That okay, I'm up. Let's turn. What number for Matt? Number 48. 48 feeling great. 48 feeling great. <laughs> Baseball player, Dave? I can't think of a 48. Aww. Which Star Wars character was played by British actor John Hollis? No! Oh, wow! This again from the show. I wouldn't, wouldn't know this. So going all the way back to the very beginning of Stars and Character, I believe that is Lobot. I always I get all cocky, and then I go to the answer. I'm like, wait a minute, is that right? <laughs> all right, I'm gonna stick with Lobot. I think it's Lobot. The answer is Lobot. All right. Yay! All right, immortalized me. on our new T-shirt. That's right. Pre-order yeah. now. <laughs> Pre-order now. Him always the salesman. Jalop. August 3rd. That's the cutoff date. Number 30. Dave Cash. Dave Cash. Dave Cash. What species designed the B-Wing fighter? Mm. That's a good question. Um, B-Wing fighter was designed by the Mon Calamari. The answer is the Moncals. Oh, <laughs> I was waiting Judges. As I could. <laughs> Judges. I'll go first. Yes. <laughs> yes. Chris. Hold on. Amy Jack, come here. <laughs> <laughs> Any more judges here? <laughs> yes. Keep going down the street, Mr. Kraft. <laughs> mm. yes. Ooh, shirtless. Oh, let me rub your shoulders while I think about this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Dave? Baseball practice. Oh. 
<laughs> Still? <laughs> yeah, but it's winter outside. Yeah, baseball. <laughs> well, the... The Lyle file goes like this. Then Dave and Matt still tied in lead with seven. Man, then that's Tim right. with six, and then Chris with five. I'm, I'm not that bad though. <laughs> you say that every time. I'm not that, I'm not that bad. <laughs> I'm not that bad. Will I ever win this game? I won once. That's all that matters. Yeah, thanks to a suggestion that we will never take again. Yeah. Thanks, Rich Adams. I was set up to win that, and then we're like, "Yeah, Chris can't possibly get." He's gotten. 49 out of 50 wrong. What's the chance he'll get this one right? And son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, um, we didn't say, uh, Tim, are we doing yours after this one? Or we may be doing Pastel Argente for the next episode. We'll see if I can, we'll see if I can work it out. If not, we'll be doing Aaron Kraken. <laughs> What's in your Kraken? Fill your Kraken. Air out my Kraken. Air my Kraken. <laughs> well, thanks. So it'll be either Pastel Argente or Aaron Kraken. That's what we're going to do. After we just heard Dave do a great episode featuring Goopy McCool. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information. Thank you.